With the spot in the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup booked, Atlanta United now turns its attention back to MLS with a trip to Toronto. We break down and discuss everything Atlanta United has to do to get all three points. Next. What's going on, Five Trap Fam? I'm AJ. This is Tanner McLeod. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. You can now also find all our content on the Genico USA platform anywhere in the world on Amazon Fire TV, Roku, iOS, Google Play, and many other streaming platforms. Welcome to a match preview special. It's a Wednesday night match in Ontario as we take on Toronto FC at BMO Field. Uh, I mean, like you said it before, this is a weakened squad that we're going to be playing for sure. Uh, a lot of guys away at the Gold Cup. They still have Alejandro Pozuelo though, and he's still a handful, but we kind of contained him in the last match, so at least, uh, you know, there is that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, I think, still, uh, it's a place that we haven't won, uh, so we have to get that monkey off our back for sure, uh, and it's a kind of, you know, place of horrors, uh, kind of uh, horror shop of horrors, or whatever, whatever. Little those shop of horrors. Little shop of horrors. There you go. Uh, because of that four nil loss, four one. to or four one loss. That would, uh, yeah, we got that, that goal. Uh, but it's still, you know, we were not able to get over the line for the supporter shield last season. So in terms of this, I mean, you know, it's a place we need to rectify some things. Um, you know, Toronto, they are not having a good go of things with their form recently, uh, with a bunch of draws and losses, uh, at least no two wins draws. in their last six. Exactly. I mean, in MLS. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, not exactly uh, fantastic for them. Of course, uh, we're in pretty decent form. Uh, we got four, you know, uh, four W's in a row after those two losses in a row. Uh, so we're doing kind of pretty pretty well I think we uh, we've won 9 of 11 overall in all competitions that's also fantastic so that's good form uh, in kind of very sporadic matches throughout this month and so we finally get back to MLS that's a uh, yeah I mean it's a place where yes maybe we won't catch an LAFC but you know we still need to get as many points as possible so we can get as high in the Eastern Conference as possible Absolutely. You have two matches back-to-back -back against uh, East teams that are very good. You'll have this match, and then you'll do the Canadian two-step when you play, face Montreal at home on the 29th. Both teams are teams that Atlanta needs to get points against when going into a very difficult period in July. So in order to get going for that and to get that momentum back in MLS, you have to secure a result here. As we mentioned before, they will be a weak inside. They will be without Michael Bradley. They will be without Josie Altador. They will be without Jonathan Osorio. They will be without Ashton Morgan, all because of the Gold Cup. They actually play FC Dallas on Saturday. We do not know the result of that match yet at time of recording. But again, they have not been playing well. They have been conceding goals. And Atlanta United has been not conceding goals in the league, but also has started to find that scoring form. Mm -hmm. I think for Atlanta United, it's going to be very interesting to see who starts in this game. I think it will be very similar to that Columbus game. We'll break that down in a bit. Can we take our chances against a weakened team, against a weakened mm -hmm. Toronto side that Atlanta United, I think on paper, is better than, and mm -hmm. finally get that result in a place where you haven't gotten a win yet? Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, uh, you know, in terms of the players that they do have, I mean, it be a toss-up of who actually starts, of course. 
because of how many players are out. Uh, but in terms of the strengths that they have, um, you know, they are a team that uh, real, kind of really like to play direct, um, you know, and in terms of that, uh, they've come back from a lot of losing positions, but they've also, you know, have a weakness in protecting their lead as well. So, you know, there are goals to be had, I think, in this match for sure. Uh, now, in terms of uh, their wing play, they're also very strong, and uh, so it'll be very important who we have set up as our fullbacks. Um, and, you know, we'll also be missing missing an Escobar, actually. Yes, so, he'll be suspended with that yellow card that he picked up. So yeah. who starts at right back? Is it a Parkhurst? Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. I think that's going to be a place where Atlanta United could potentially be exposed at if they play with the back four. Mm -hmm. I think for me, this game really comes down to who can control the midfield. I think Toronto will really miss out on the fact that they do not have a Michael Bradley there. Yeah. He is the he got he dictates the tempo for that right. team. As he's, maligned as he is, as maligned he as he is, is for the national team, he's still very important yeah. for Toronto. So mm -hmm. I think for Atlanta United to be able to put energy, put men in midfield, and be able to control the ball there. I think you can see Atlanta United have a lot of the possession again in this mm -hmm. match. And if they can have a lot of the possession, will they be able to break down a Toronto side that I think will still try to attack them? I, yeah. I don't think the Toronto... Especially, yeah, we're away. Yeah. They're home. They want to score for their fans. Yeah, you, you kind of have to see them probably uh, coming out a little bit more, even though you know we might possess it a little bit more. And they'll, they'll definitely I, be I think direct. that plays in Atlanta's favor, though, if, if Toronto does try to play out more and create that space and allow that space in behind. Even if you don't have, say, Joseph Martinez, you mm -hmm. still have an Ezekiel Barco back. You mm -hmm. still have a PC Martinez back. You have players who can take advantage of spaces that are left there. Mm -hmm. And I also think, I think Brandon Vasquez will start in this match, and he offers a bit of a different vibe to what Toronto is used to playing against because yeah. he offers you a bigger, larger physical presence mm -hmm. than Joseph Martinez does. Yeah. So most of their film in terms of MLS will be of Joseph Martinez playing mm -hmm. as a striker. Brandon Vasquez will offer them something different. How they choose to mark him and how they choose to play against him mm -hmm. will be very interesting because I think if he can grab a goal in this game, he will really cement himself as a mm -hmm. player that will be included in the 18 going forward. Right. But again, he's not a player that they have a lot of film on and they can right. make a lot of decisions on and how they will defend him. Right, and I think though, uh, it will be a very, very good test for Brandon Vasquez against I mean, it will be MLS opposition, essentially. And so, you know, with that, uh, it will be very interesting to see what, uh, you know, kind of game he uh, has and how he gets on, for sure. But, um, yeah, let's get to some of the match facts about this, uh, about this game. Uh, basically, yeah, there have been over two and a half goals scored in 16 of Toronto's last 17 home games in MLS. That's Kind of a crazy number, so uh, that means, yeah, there are goals to be had for sure in this. Uh, Atlanta United have kept a clean sheet in seven of their last nine matches in MLS, so kind of bodes well for us. I indeed. think the last stat is the one that really shines out. Yeah. The fact that Toronto have conceded at least two goals in six of their last seven home matches. Yeah. So that bodes well for Atlanta United mm -hmm. because with how Atlanta has been playing defensively, if Atlanta can get two goals, I think Atlanta are very much favorites to win this match because they've been so good at keeping them out and against a side that's missing some of their biggest weapons mm -hmm. in a Josie Altador, in a Michael Bradley, you have the chance to take advantage of a team that might not have the bite that they usually do. Again, mm -hmm. Pozuelo is an incredible player who can yeah. score from almost anywhere, but if he's their sole attacking threat, mm -hmm. Atlanta United should definitely be favoring their chances in this yeah, match. Yeah, indeed. But uh, also, you know, he still was missing from uh, last match. He was still somewhere in Eric Rometty's pocket, so... You know, we'll see uh, where he is uh, on Wednesday for sure. But 
Um, yeah, and in terms of, uh, yeah, like what Atlanta is dealing with, with injuries wise, it's not too much. So uh, George Bellow, of course, long-term still. Uh, you have the kind of, you know, unpredictability of what Tito Bijalba is at with his injury. He uh, was said to be at 80, 90% uh, this past week and, you know, hopefully getting to 100% during the week of the match. But, uh, and you Eagle features a sub if, in the tournament. Yeah, if anything. anything. I don't see him starting. Exactly. But uh, someone that could get a start, uh, but he hasn't played in a while, Julian Gressel. Uh, yeah, I mean, he pretty much got an extended rest, essentially. Uh, he had well some deserved. tight... Yeah, well-deserved for sure. Uh, but he had some tight hamstrings, I believe. And so, yeah, I mean, now he's recovered, hopefully, and this shouldn't be that big of a deal. Uh, but does he get a start? That's a big question. Uh, and of course, Jose Martinez is still with Venezuela. And, and so, Escobar suspended. And Escobar suspended. So that gets us to our predicted starting 11. We'll get it through the lines here. Uh, I think it's Guzan, of course. Absolutely. Between the sticks, for sure. I think um, Parker's at right back. He's yeah. going to have to probably be your shot He's there. the default guy that uh, can play red right back uh, unless you try to... Um, you know, maybe bring in a Gallagher at this point, but I, I, he, I think he hasn't he, played him before. Exactly. He's not going to play him now. Exactly, and so you you have to see. I think the uh, the veteran play there, uh, Robinson LGP as the center backs for sure. Then it's uh it's almost by default now again. Brick it's Shea, Shea. At yeah. left back, yeah. Uh, and so let's get into our midfield. Um, I think it's the. The, I think it's pretty much first choice by now. Nagby and Rometty. As... They give you the most energy and they'll be able to cover the most yeah. ground. And in a midfield against Toronto where they'll they'll be undermanned, they won't have mm -hmm. their best players there, I think that those two guys can really yep. go a long way in terms of controlling that match, controlling the midfield, and making sure Atlanta United control the game as a whole. Yeah, and uh, you know, so we're kind of hinting at it. We're going to go with the 4-2-3-1 as we've seen uh, very well. Uh, played very well recently and throughout the pretty much what, month and a half that we've been using it. Uh, and so uh, on the right, I think it's kind of an easier call. PT Martinez mm -hmm. going to be there. Who's in the middle for you? It's Ezekiel Barco. It's got to be him back in MLS. He's back to fitness, back to playing well. I mean, mm -hmm. he, he got a little bit of time off after the U20 World Cup, which mm -hmm. you saw him play. Uh, I think, did he play the full? He played the full 90 or 90 yeah. plus whatever against... Columbus, I think he'll feature back in this game, and I think he's going to be your key factor for this match as well. He's really coming into his own as a player for Atlanta United, and he's filling that Miguel Almiron hole that, that was that was you know struggling to be filled at the beginning of the season. I think what's interesting is who you start on the left. Yeah, um, indeed. I'm going to play Dion Pereira. I think mm -hmm. uh, he didn't play last match. He's played most of the MLS minutes up till mm -hmm. now. Um, but you have someone different there. Yeah, I have someone different. I think it's Justin Miram because of that connection with Brandon Vasquez up top. There has been some really good service uh, to be able to get Brandon Vasquez uh, into spots where he can score. So I think having that little bit of continuity, I think, bodes well for that. I think uh, the spacing between all these guys is what's going to be very, very important because Justin Miram, he's a little bit more, uh, he has cut in a little bit more as well. Uh, PT Martinez. Uh, being left-footed on the right, he'll cut in as well. Barco uh, kind of is a little bit more central. Uh, I, I feel like, yeah, maybe we need a little bit more width here, and especially if you have a Parky who's maybe not going to offer as much uh, on the right in terms of going forward. Um, yeah, I mean, we need to really be able to uh, you know, have that outlet on the wings. 
I don't really know if we have that in this match, and so we might have to see, you know, we've seen this a lot. Uh, the wingers switch, you know, switch wings, and, um, you know, we'll see if that happens. That could bode a little bit better because, you know, that service from the wings will be very, very important, or at least something over the top for Brandon, Brandon Vasquez. So, And Brandon Vasquez will be that starter up top in yeah. terms of striker, I think, in terms of how he's been playing. He has to be that guy. Yeah. I think, as we kind of touched on earlier, if, if Gressel and... Tito make the 18, I think both of those guys are second half substitutions. And in terms of subs you can bring on an MLS, I struggle to think of better ones. Because yeah. you, you bring them on in the second half and they both offer something different from what Toronto's been facing all match. And if you need something to happen, you have two guys who are usually regular yep. starters coming in and being able to create chances for you. So I think if they're both fit, I think those two guys are definitely subs off the bench and probably your typical Lorenoit sub as well to kind of kill the match if it yeah. laying editor in control. So. Yeah, indeed. So, you know, that gets us to our score prediction. And what do you got? I got a 2-1 for Atlanta United. I just I think that without most of their players in, in bad form already, I don't think Toronto are as good as Atlanta are. Mm -hmm. Even though Atlanta don't have a Joseph Martinez, I think you, you kind of get something back by having an Ezekiel Barco back in the side. Yeah. I think Brandon Vasquez has showed that he can play well. And whether or not he scores, I think he will be a nuisance for Toronto. And mm -hmm. they might want to mark him a bit tighter because of his size. And if they do that, they're going to leave space for players like PC Martinez and Ezekiel Barco to exploit. And I, and I just think in a weekend Toronto side, even though it is away, mm -hmm. I think Atlanta United yeah, can get the job done and get a 2-1 win and bring all three points back to Atlanta. Yeah, I uh, I, I hope it's your score. I unfortunately have to go with uh, a 2-2 draw, I think. Uh, I think there will be goals. There will be uh, some good back and forth going on. Uh, I I just shudder, I think, I think, you know, with Shea and Parky as uh, part of that back line, it just won't be as dynamic as we usually have. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll ship a couple goals, uh, but it's still a fairly decent result. We still, unfortunately, with my results here that I've uh, prognosticated, I don't think we'll get that monkey off our back, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, hopefully it is not the case. But guys, that's our match preview. Let us know your score predictions in the comments below. And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and a rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Tanner, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.